0: Religious Sanity Episode 86 It has been some time since we talked but
1: Yes uh, it has glad to be back with Pastor Andrew You have been talking to me about this book called God and Anatomy
0: Yes yeah
1: by the author
0: Francesca Stavrakopoulou.
1: And it seemed just seems fascinating and I just got the audiobook and I started listening and I said all right we need to talk about this
0: yeah, I, I like the audiobook as well. great uh, voice. You, you know, because this is this is a big tone.
1: Yeah, you're holding up a uh, giant heavy book.
0: Yeah. Uh, paperback is similarly thick. Yeah. But uh, she recorded it herself. That's right. And occasionally you almost get that impression. Of her giggling, giggling a little you know, <laughs> here and there, but uh, no, it is. Uh, it, uh, she is a serious scholar, yeah. Uh, She's professor of uh, ancient Near East religions, including Hebrew Bible, something I studied myself in Edinburgh and in Prague, and she studied that uh, in England. And, um,
1: so we have to just stop right there, and just and let me just say this: when you are talking about somebody that you that ha- came out with a new book that you are excited about, that's a scholar. That I want to stop everything and look into this because you're a very discerning person when it comes to new scholarly works that hit exactly in your field. Am I right?
0: Yes, and and here it is uh, also slightly different because there is, of course, this uh, academic interest and I can read uh, quite dry and some people would say boring uh, books. Uh, But this one is different. This is written for a general public, I would say, uh, and is uh, summing up... uh, I would say several decades of uh, scholarship in this area of uh, ancient Near East religions Uh, in a beautiful way and very easily digestible. You, You can open it and read it. She always starts her chapters with pointers towards something happening Either today or most recent archaeological discovery, which are again kind of relatable and so on. And then she builds upon it, uh, shows how that can be uh, informed or interlocked with ancient views of divinity Mm -hmm. uh, of gods and or God throughout that uh, Near East uh, realm. Uh, pagan as well as uh, biblical world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's it's just delightful (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it is really almost like an anatomical book where she takes individual parts of divinity and is uh, describing how it was shaped in the oldest times and through the historical process Sometimes she takes it all the way to medieval Europe, say, mm-hmm. you know, or up until today, mm. almost. That is, uh, that is really enjoyable. Uh, I, I recognize a lot of, of the scholarship there. The, there are some new perspectives she offers. But at the same time, I, I, I'm reading it uh, with a delight because she is making that scholarship accessible. the general public and that makes it interesting for me uh otherwise uh, as i said most of it is kind of familiar to me yeah but then you always like struggle how to make it accessible to others you know how to preach on it you know or how to lead a bible class on it and and so on how to uh, respond to some uh, Fundamentalist craziness where yeah. they are taking, say, a biblical quotation completely oblivious of the context, yeah, uh, the ancient or medieval context, and uh, they are making it into some craziness, uh, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So, uh, here, here is an example of, of a well funded uh, scholarship which is. Uh, to my best understanding, uh, achieving that—it's—it's—it's it's, it's delightful. She she takes it from the bottom up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she... divinity from from feet uh, to, through uh, uh, genitals or groins, uh, through torso, through uh, hands and arms, or arms mm. and hands, uh, eventually into head uh, and. Uh, <laughs> All of that uh, is um, is what I know, you know, yeah. and what I read in the Hebrew Bible or in the New Testament, and uh, uh, present it really, really nicely, you know. And, so, and you know,
1: maybe we should should talk about it like this, so that people get the idea of her of her thesis, kind of, which is that. And this is something I wanted. To, I really want to talk to you about. See if you uh-huh. are in agreement with this, which is the idea that. Um, God has somehow become something that doesn't have a form now in our current Uh um, uh, thinking of God in our current uh, uh, Religion at least in the West right
0: Uh, overly spiritualized overly spiritualized yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, and
1: she she and when you hear her say it she's almost like You know she's giggling in some parts and in this part. She's like almost angry about this that Uh that She's basically really saying God had a form mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what she wants to really talk about. Like, this is... So that that was kind of like a little bit... I was taken aback a little bit by this because I myself am, you know, trying to remove myself mm-hmm. from this idea of... This childish idea of this guy with a beard in the sky. You know what I mean? Uh, you know i felt like i've been traveling this road my life to get rid of this <laughs> this guy man you know what i mean
0: yeah. uh, and here uh, she is know, saying he, we got to
1: you know you, it, th-
0: you know there was a time when it was say this childish but it, at the same time as you are either the, you know if you have it as an audiobook so, uh, audio book or as as a real book uh, reading it or listening to it uh You come to a realization that uh, even for those ancients, they were not that stupid. That they were thinking that God is really uh, like that. A dude Uh, that's going to show up. dude, dude, uh, or uh, yes and no. It was always both. Mm. Not either or, Mm -hmm. but it was always both. It was always uh, at the same time a metaphor. It was always a way of talking. Just when, when, when we started to think about talking about this book, I realized, you know, it is called God and Anatomy. And she is really doing uh, divine anatomy throughout the whole book, and talking yeah. about divine sex and divine, <laughs> you, yeah. know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, circumcisions. You know, just looking at at uh, at that uh, chapter th- two, y- yeah. you know, or part two, chapter five, six, seven, eight, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever it is counted. I, I really don't know. Uh, but at the same time, it is. Anthropology, Mm -hmm. it is about us, it is how we see ourselves and looking at ourselves through the prism of divine and and recognizing, you know, it's an anatomy of divinity, but at the same time, we are looking at how the ancients viewed themselves, how they perceived themselves, Mm -hmm. because most of that was... uh, projection into divine and amplification, making it much larger uh, and so on. But uh, and there is certain poetry into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know that now I might s- sound like Feuerbach, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. talking about a projection uh, of, of our uh, human aspirations into divine. And, and frankly, you know. That's very often what it is, because we don't have any other way of speaking about divine or about uh, world be above and beyond us, but to use our own metaphors. so that's that's all right and 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 you can see that that she is enamored with uh, with that ancient world. Yes. and having studied that. In the Hebrew Bible, in Ugaritic texts, and so on, which she is quoting, by the way, very often, uh, I can fully understand that. Yeah, because it's it's it is to some degree like when you are traveling to a different country to encounter different culture. Here we are traveling to a different time period and encountering a different religion and different culture than is uh, currently our own. Yeah. It's almost like a spectacular time machine, mm-hmm. which is telling us, you know, how things were and how things developed. not always to do better, as yeah. she is hinting. Uh, and then, of course, the catastrophe is when fundamentalists take it literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's it's just uh, right. it's 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 catastrophe, really. Yeah. You, you know. Uh, so uh, and and this this multi-dimensional approach which she is presenting, she she is, I think. Uh, once or twice in the book labeling herself atheist or agnostic (laughs) or something like that, which, you know, maybe she is claiming, I am not your regular uh, uh, religious dude. Yeah. Kind of, you you, you, you know, uh, I'm not theologian, I am not a classical Christian or Jew, Yeah, but that I find also very refreshing. Right. because She is bringing. She this has a
1: distance from it. She has a distance in that way, a, a distance emotionally from it.
0: And 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 she is not uh, constantly like so many uh, so many uh, Christian or Jewish uh, scholars uh, have the tendency constantly then uh, to explain, mm-hmm. uh, to advocate, right, and so on, right. Uh, well, well, she is just describing it the way it was. Right. Uh, some things are really nasty, for instance, you, you know, the, yes. the, the violence, for instance, she is talking about... Uh, the the sexual violence for instance she is mentioning there as well uh it's it's abhorrent yeah but by the way you, you know let us look uh, into a mirror you know what is right now happening right. in ukraine say right. you know or wherever there is a major conflict uh raping is an regular tool of the occupying power. You know, I'm sorry, but that's that's happening unless it is extremely highly disciplined. You know, right. torture, another example of that, you know, yeah. and, and so on and so forth. So, and then again, she's not uh, justifying it. She does not feel uh, in in, er, in in any urge to sanitize it. She is just describing it the way it is. And that is what I really find uh, highly uh, attractive.
1: Yeah. Is there anything that she's talked about where you were like, eh, I disagree with this.
0: Oh, of course! Number yeah. of times I will give it a slightly different spin, yeah. or I will. But but that is because I am a minister. Yeah, <laughs> I have this kind of inclination, or that's what how I was brought up, and I'm struggling with it until now, constantly kind of advocate, constantly mm-hmm. uh, to explain, to. Uh, uh, in, in my case, some often I'm kind of trying to advocate or explain um, even those non-biblical ancient people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yes, the, explaining, yes, advocating or exonerating them, that's not the right thing. Right. Because, again, we might be projecting, we might be attempting to exonerate ourselves mm-hmm. through that. hmm by exonerating certain things in the Bible or in ancient texts mm-hmm. uh, out explaining them, yeah. <laughs> kind of y- yeah. y- you know because we recognize that it is painful for us and and we don't want to face the music you know uh, there, and right. so that that is what I find in this book so refreshing you know uh it's it's delightful <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. You, you, you are. You, you mentioned you are reading it. Yeah. You are
1: listening to it. So, well, it's, it's. I'm, I'm very happy that we've had these talks, mm-hmm. because I feel like these uh, conversations with you in this podcast and even the uh, the video series, uh, something you might not know about the Bible, mm-hmm. has almost prepared me for this book mm-hmm. in a real way. It laid the uh, marinated my brain. Because, to start, to you, you know, I, I, as this. I
0: mentioned, I do, do you think that I'm not taking uh, uh, to to my people in in, in our church or to, to to people on podcast or in YouTube something uh, I I would not agree with or I no. would uh, try to deceive them or uh, seduce them or something like that. No, I'm trying to bring. To my best knowledge, you know, I'm not because I'm in uh, I'm in parish ministry, so I don't have that extreme time mm-hmm. to, to study constantly. You know, I'm not an academician, mm-hmm. but at the same time to, to bring what is current, what is in the current scholarship mm-hmm. and, and present it the way that uh, they would not reject that, that they would consider that to be uh, interesting refreshing and offering new perspectives. And frankly, I see that with this uh, Lass uh, also, with this uh, young scholar uh, from Great Britain uh, also. She is uh, highly erudite. Uh, She is, I think, just listening to it and reading it, uh, I think that she is doing her own translations, Mm -hmm. definitely of Ugaritic and of Hebrew Bible. Uh, of uh, of New Testament, I did not check that, and I did not check or I, I would have uh, only limited resources of checking uh, when she is quoting from say Akkadian texts and mm-hmm. and other texts. Uh, but within her domain of uh, Semitic ancient Semitic scholarship, she is bringing her own fresh perspective, mm-hmm. her own fresh translations. Which uh, are again great. Yeah, they are uh, bringing new perspective. They are not censoring the text, yeah. or they are not sanitizing the text. Yes. Hebrew texts, say, uh, yeah. like like uh, biblical translations often do. Uh, yes. She is when she is talking about uh, divine excretions, <laughs> say, <laughs> uh, then she is. Bringing it out, yes, and 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 describing it, and not sanitizing the language there. You but know, this or, is
1: another reason why it takes almost an atheist to dive into this stuff be, uh, uh, in this way, because often when you read books by people that are uh, uh, that have an emotional connection to this, there's a little bit of. A, of not only just a just a, a toning down because they're they're worried about offending worried about blasphemy or something they're worried about, but they're also they're also like trying to eat. Uh, there's a little bit of evangelical evangelicalness uh, in, in the way that they're talking about this, trying to, you know, so they try and spin it. They don't want to get into something that's going to be o- the opposite of of. of Evangelizing,
0: and, and and you know to to to, to say the truth, uh, yeah, uh, you 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 know, and we talked about it uh, about dynamic equivalence translations. Yes. for instance, yes. dynamic equivalence translations is a translation trying to translate the more not word for word, but for more for uh, perception how the text would be perceived at the time when it was spoken or written. Yeah, okay. And, and that is a conundrum, especially with these difficult situations. Because, you know, if you are living in a highly vulgar period, like I, I mentioned, there is clearly a period in, in the authorship or creation of the uh, Tenak, uh, Hebrew Bible, when it is highly scatological. It is uh, full of excrements, you know. Yeah. And, and, and that is, uh, that, that, that is the way... So, uh... Toning it might be actually all right, because everyone was speaking like that. Mm. And so mm-hmm. th- there was nothing to it. While uh, these days we are a little bit uh, less. Uh, on the other hand, when you listen to late night shows, you have all the fucking going on. Yeah. You know, or that, that kind of thing, which <laughs> yeah. is more like sexual references. Yeah. yeah. You know, and who knows how people will hear that. Yeah. Uh, um right uh, I, I don't know, even several decades later that's right uh, when uh, language shifts and uh, something else becomes uh, like an uh, uh, almost uh, calc, you know, or mm-hmm. that kind of uh, uh, linguistic, Bizarreness, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah or uh, good cultural, good yeah, uh, thing. So, uh, who knows? But at the same time, like finding it and discovering it, and describing it yeah. is, is important, uh, yeah, uh, because then it gives pl- plasticity, it, yeah. it gives dimensions, uh, to and and full colors. To, yeah. uh, to, to, to biblical text and, and to our religion and yeah. you, you immediately become, we were just talking about it uh, as we were recording for YouTube, uh, something you might not know uh, about the Bible, about uh, uh, divinations you know and how it is incoherent because on one side it is completely forbidden and on the other side you have it everywhere right the the similar thing is with this
1: yeah uh, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah
0: you know uh yeah the, the, there is this plasticity this 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 uh life going through it and you can get it from her book yeah you know she is actually taken by it mm-hmm there is this a- academic attraction, yeah, which I value. You know, it might not be her religious, but I would say occasionally it comes out, you know. So and and it is a marvelous contrabalance for our uh, modern theological, super spiritualizing approaches. Yes. Uh, to, to, to faith and to religion and to God. Uh, yes like process theology and so on yeah. and I, 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 I like it and I respect that yeah but at the same time it needs to be partly balanced or the other thing is uh, let it develop mm-hmm. you know let us the, 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 let, allow but don't the I, I think that the, the theology is always like behind the curve. You know, yeah. or behind, uh, behind the, the movement, times. behind yeah. the times, you, yeah. you know, always catching ship or, or running behind the train, yeah. you know, yeah. train is leaving the station and theologians are suddenly discovering some philosophical <laughs> or, uh, perspectives, which, yeah. uh, you know, philosophers were talking long ago right. about, you, you know, right. and so let us be open uh, towards that and and so that might be another lesson uh which mm. she can uh, and she is bringing you know she is uh, saying all these uh supernatural highly spiritualized uh transcendental views of God which are actually like last century mm-hmm. <laughs> based on last century philosophies and and perspectives uh so, let us keep it evolving. And right. here, uh, the, for instance, process theology is the one who, who is trying to push those yeah. boundaries. Yeah. So, I, I would not be that harsh uh, with that. Um, yeah. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, you would recommend, especially people that are listening to this podcast, that mm-hmm. you think mm-hmm. they would enjoy this book.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I, I would see it... Uh, as a uh, good uh, college textbook yeah it's it's n- not really highly scholarly because it does not have uh, bottom page uh, notes m- notes yeah uh it, it it has only end of the book notes <laughs> yeah which is making it actually more difficult for me the you know to 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 really check out uh, yeah because you you recognize here or she is quoting Bible. She is even mentioning it. But what exactly verses are those? You, right. you, know, you need to page right. through the whole book. You're a, you're a to, note to reader. You're, 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 I, I love that. Yeah. yeah because yeah. That, that that's uh, how how things are done. Uh, yeah. you, you know. Uh, but otherwise, I think that uh, for college students who are taking uh, religious classes, you know, or yeah. Hebrew Bible class, or something like that, that can be a uh, highly uh, eye-opening and informative, uh, informative book. Uh, yeah. And I would say quite revolutionary, especially for an uh, American environment. Mm-hmm. That in in Hebrew Bible studies in America we are still behind. Yeah. In New Testament studies, it's interesting that that is more advanced. Hmm. But in uh, in Hebrew uh, Hebrew world studies, you you still can go into a well-established uh, institution here like Metropolitan Museum or something like that, and some of the inscriptions or uh, (laughs) legends uh, describing the objects can give you impression that uh, biblical patriarchs were historical figures, (laughs) that King David was an historical figure Uh uh, and and so on, Uh, and that is Metropolitan Museum, the highly (laughs) curated top-notch institution in the United States presenting this uh, and she is mentioning it Uh, she is actually criticizing I think in a similar museum in Israel Mm. where where she takes an aim uh, at them of uh, really denigrating goddess Asherah as as an idol of sexuality or something like that with that kind of uh, uh, which, 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 for any person studying uh, ancient Near East, uh, is painful and it's yeah. unjust. And it's it also is
1: painful for us who have listened to this podcast <laughs> and have loved <laughs> because we've
0: done those kind of you, you know about yes, but, uh, uh, yeah.
1: yes, that's ridiculous. Um, well, thank you for being a, a, amongst many other things. Um, marinating our brains for a book like this and well you're marinating our brains for a lot of things to come but uh but thank I, you
0: i highly encourage this book really uh, I, I think that, that there are many benefits to be found uh, for uh maturity of the worldview maturity mm-hmm. of the faith of religion and understanding of the biblical world and uh Uh, understanding our own humanity. As I Mm -hmm. said, Uh, she is actually just like those ancients. They were reflecting on their own shared humanity through the prism of their deities. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And just what kind of uh, statement that makes about ourselves. Yes, yes.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Thanks. Until next time.